You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone Montreal right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're so glad that you're here joining us today. Uh, I am your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and I'm joined every week by my tremendous co-host. He is our editor-in-chief and the founder of Rocket Sports Media, and that is Rick Stevens. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon to you. Oh, it's getting interesting. It is. It's it's, it's that the final week. Yeah, well, it is. Of the regular season. End of the regular season for uh, for both um, the NHL and AHL. Yeah, and it's the end of the line, for, mostly for the AHL. Mm-hmm. Not, as we talked about last week, not going to be really much of a postseason unless you're in the Pacific Division. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like... Wow. In some ways, this season has felt like it has taken forever. In other ways, it was like January was two weeks ago. <laughs> we're already talking about awards. We're talking about um, exit days, coaching changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and of course, uh, for some teams, um, the NHL teams, uh, some of the NHL teams, we have playoffs. I know. It's crazy. All at the time, you know, well, and I mean, that's, that's going to feel a little more appropriate. Like once we're in the playoffs, cause this is, we should already be in the playoffs True. in a normal year, mm-hmm. you know, when baseball's happening, when basketball is winding down, you know, we should already be in the playoffs. Um, lots of stuff happening. Uh, this weekend's UFC 262 is sure to be a can't miss event. Every single punch, kick, knockout means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. Uh, DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of USC, and they're giving you a huge shot uh, shot at huge cash prizes. And for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. You just pick six fighters, you stay under the salary cap, and you pile up the points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And don't forget that promo code THPN. You know, um, I, I know less about MMA than I do about soccer. And, uh, the, hmm. but the fun thing is that on DraftKings, it doesn't really matter because there's, hmm. there's, whether it's MMA, whether it's, um, hockey, whether it's baseball, whether there's, there's whatever your sport is or sports, um, there's something for you to play there. There is. And even if it's something that you're not familiar with, um, they have little, little tutorials and fact pages and things like that. So their help section's pretty, they'll get you a, acclimatized and you know ready to take your bet but use that thpn promo code the hockey podcast network do it uh this week on the press zone montreal lots to talk about uh in the first segment we're gonna of course talk about those montreal canadians uh who just clinched a playoff position last night um uh, we're gonna talk about how'd they do that they lost (laughs) that's what i keep seeing on (laughs) facebook and you know um well, that's one of the agenda. One of the things on the agenda is that they are literally they're limping into the postseason. It's not a resounding uh, postseason appearance, that's for sure. Um, also, going to talk a bit about um, the goaltending in Montreal, and uh, as Rick alluded to at the beginning of the segment, uh, award nominees and winners are already starting to come out, and so we'll talk about uh, this year's Habs. Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy nominee. Um, In the second segment, we'll go down on the farm, talk about the Laval Rocket, who are gearing up for their final five games of the season. We'll give you an injury update, uh, as well as a quick look at how things went for the Rocket last weekend and what they've got ahead of them this week. Uh, Before we go to our third segment, when we go around the AHL, we'll introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week, uh, big, big news. I mean, the AHL was full of news this past week. Uh, next season is going to look completely different. Uh, big shakeup in affiliations and uh, geographical locations of affiliates. Vancouver uh, with some big shakeup news. New Jersey with some big shakeup news, both of them for their AHL affiliates. Uh, then then the Islanders and, and Bridgeport came out with their own shake-up news. Uh, lots to talk about there before we give you a, a pretty fun feel-good finale um, related to a, a, a pretty top uh, young prospect in the NHL uh, to kick uh, to, to round things out for today. Well, that's a full show. It is. Uh, so let's start with the Habs. Uh, as we said, yeah, they lost last night, but they only needed one point to... Uh, secure that final playoff position in the Canadian division. And by forcing overtime, uh, despite losing in overtime, uh, that one point for getting to overtime was all they needed to, to shore up that final playoff spot. You know, Rick, I even, I even said last night, we're down to the last two, like there's, they're not, it's not a shoe in, (laughs) <laughs> for them to make the postseason, what if all after all this time, the general assumption has been when the Habs get to the playoffs, because that was just the assumption was that they were going to make the playoffs. And 
what it, I mean, it they came kind of close to that possibly not happening. It's <laughs> yeah, they've they've uh, they backed into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they've lost. Canadians have lost um, four st- straight games. Um, they haven't won in regulation since the 30th of April. Um, so yeah, they, they, they needed one point, uh, and, um, and, and finally got it. Um, Yay, Arturi Lekkonen. And, and that line, uh, Lekkonen, with, uh, with the, the Jake tying Evans goal that gave them the point, but Jake Evans and, and Paul Byron were, uh, strong too. They, they, at one end shut down, um, Connor McDavid at the other end, they were providing all the offense mm-hmm. that line scored all three goals. So, um, yeah, it was uh, a strong game for them and uh, not for necessarily for, for the Canadians. Um, but uh, they, they make the playoffs uh, nonetheless and are hoping that uh, with the return of all of uh, a bunch of regulars, Carey Price, uh, Brendan Gallagher, Shea Weber, uh, that, uh, that that will be enough. Uh, so that they can compete against likely the Toronto Maple Leafs, although the you know the Winnipeg Jets um, haven't been playing well, and and uh, there's still a real outside shot that the Canadians can take third and face the Oilers, which is not going to be a treat <laughs> either. So um, we'll we'll see how that works out. Yeah, uh, can I just say, can we just from this point forward, can we stop? healthy scratching Arturi Lekkonen and or Jake Evans for any reason. Can we just stop with that nonsense? Mm -hmm. Because um, if those two haven't proven enough yet that they can be a contributing factor to helping the team win when they are in the lineup by now, um, then I don't know how much more you need to be beat over the head with it. Um, And some forget that Arturi Lekkonen, both from the eye test and both from analytics, was the Canadians' best and most consistent forward uh, during the bubble play uh, huh. last year. So Imagine that. Yeah. Um, we don't know yet when the Habs playoff series is going to start because we don't know who it's going to be against yet. Um, oddly enough, the playoffs are going to start on Saturday, even though all the teams won't be done playing regular season yet. True, the North will still be playing their regular season and, and other divisions <laughs> will be starting their playoffs. It's an, it's an odd year to be sure. It is. Um, I'm going to throw you a slight curveball here because we don't... I, would I love am, these, you know. I know. Um, but it's an easy one, I promise. Uh, even though we don't know the schedule yet, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and guesstimate that they're going to start the series before next week's show. All right. I'm going to guess. I mean, maybe... Maybe they don't start till Tuesday night, but we're just going to, I'm going to guess. So regardless of who they're playing, we'll save actual predictions maybe for next week. But just in general, I'll start, I'll answer this question first. Do you think they make it past the first round? My answer, no. Your answer? No. 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 Um, Okay. (laughs) I don't think they make it past the first round. Look what Carey Price did to the Pittsburgh Penguins last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Carey Price is capable of doing that, and that's that's one of there was the Carey Price rule uh, going into the play-in round uh, last year. It was dubbed um, because teams don't do not want to face Carey Price, but he can't he can't carry the team on his own. He can't. No, um, and uh, he has at times, but. 
the the Le- and it, it'll likely be the Leafs because uh, the Jets just need one point. Uh, the Leafs have too many weapons to that that uh, can exploit the Canadians and and the Canadians um, since the beginning of the season have been defensively unsound and uh, they remain that way and and that third pairing is looking like a mess right now. Um, not not the only problem or not to place it all on on John Merrill and Alexander Romanoff, but they have de- developed zero chemistry and and uh, are looking pretty rough. Well, and just like the Habs are are going to get healthy for the playoffs, uh, guess what? The Leafs are there too. Uh, the Leafs are getting guys back from injury. In fact, it's looking right now like, you know, Alex Galchenyuk, for instance, has been playing pretty well. Uh, since getting traded to the Le- uh, traded to the Leafs, played well for the Marlies, has has done well for the Leafs now that he's back up with the NHL club. Um, he's looking like he's an extra skater right now uh, with practice today, uh, as well as a, a host of other guys. Um, so the Leafs are going to be healthy. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not just Montreal that has that luxury um, of of getting guys back. So. The next part of that is goaltending. We know Carey Price isn't going to play for the regular for the final regular season game. Uh, Dominic Ducharme did confirm that. Um, we'll see. I would imagine he will start Jake Allen one more time uh, with Caden Primo backing up. But honestly, Jake Allen wasn't at practice today. Just uh, maintenance game, uh, maintenance, maintenance day, day, as they say. Right. Um, you know, the last game that Caden Primo started did not last very long for Caden Primo. Um, that was pretty much a disaster uh, for the young goaltender. And Rick, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with why we said from the get-go, okay, we understand that you've got your star goaltend- star- future star goaltender who's doing okay in the AHL with a team that's doing very well. Um but calling him up and starting him when you've had Charlie Lindgren priming and prepping for that job to step in if there was a goaltending injury all season long, uh, bringing Keaton Primo in instead wasn't wasn't the best idea from a Habs perspective and not exactly a great idea from a Caden Primo development's perspective. And having to go through the game that he went through uh, last time out where he got pulled after the first period because he let in four goals. Eh, I don't know that that's great for a young goaltender who's really not NHL ready yet to have to go through when, when they didn't need to do that because Lindgren could have been doing that. It's what he's there for on the taxi squad all year. It's exactly what he was there for. Uh, he has experience. Um, he's capable of, of giving a quality start, a quality NHL start. Um, and he was ready to do that. The, the only reason you'd, you'd, uh, toss Caden Primo in there is, is for the headlines, for the distraction. Um, Caden Primo, and it wasn't just the, the, the start the other night. He hasn't been good in any of his starts. He hasn't no. looked, uh, very good. exceptional, no. Well, and n- not even not even decent. Um, he's in three starts, and any one one of them uh, kind of had nothing to do with him that he got the win. Um, his goals against is four twenty four, four twenty four, and his save percentage is eight fifty nine in his three starts uh, in the NHL. It's awful. It, <laughs> it it's is just awful. And um, Caden Primo just is not ready. No. Um, 
Stop trying to force it. There's so many things that he has has to work on. Listen to Stefan Wade. He he said that, you know, two, probably three seasons yet in the AHL. There's no reason to rush him. No reason at all. And um, and just because he can, you know, can make a good save or or even have a, you know, a full complete game, that's that. There's so many things that need to be learned and, and uh, he needs to experience at the AHL level before he's ready to be called up. And and it's was way too soon and it, it was an unforced error. They didn't have to do that because, as you said, Charlie Lindgren was there uh, and would have been able to, to provide the kind of rest that, that Jake Allen... And, and, and uh, you know, Jake Allen's another one who's turned into a bit of a cult hero hasn't played that well. Uh, don't say that, but but he hasn't um, since he's become the the number one guy uh, with Carey Price going out um, at the beginning of April with with injuries. Um, Jake Allen hasn't played well at all, um, and and that's the that's the book on on Jake Allen. And and again, Stefan Waite said this guy isn't isn't going to be your number one goaltender. He just isn't. He, he doesn't have that in him. He doesn't have the mentality, the mindset, mindset, uh, and, and the, the consistency to play, um, you know, the two thirds of the starts. Um, so it, goaltending has been an issue. Uh, and, and we remember that, uh, that Caden, or, um, Jake Allen was a very, ex- is a very expensive backup goaltender. He is. Um, you know, and I realize on both of those points, you know, Stefan Waite's comments or advice about, you know, about about Jake Allen and, and advice on an advisement on on Caden Primo's readiness. Realize that Stefan Waite's not with the organization anymore. Maybe Sean Burke decides he's got different ideas, but I think our consensus is stick with Stefan Waite's advisement on this. Um, it was sound advice, whether he's with the organization anymore or not. Um, the other thing to consider is at, you know, you've got Charlie Lindgren, whether you like Charlie Lindgren as a goaltender or not, at this point is irrelevant. He's sitting on the taxi squad being paid NHL salary and has been preparing all season long to come in as relief if there is a goaltending injury with either Price or Jake Allen. He's sitting there ready to do that. Um, Use him. And keep in mind, Carey Price, when he does come back, probably for the first uh, game in the playoffs, he's coming back from, uh, you know, a concussion injury. Concussions are tricky. Concussions like to choose their own path with recovery. Um, So just because Carey Price uh, is healthy again, skating again and perhaps comes back to start the playoff series knock on wood hopefully this doesn't happen but you do not know if he will have a concussion related setback if that's the case are you really going to be throwing Caden Primo under the additional pressure of putting him in for a playoff game with Jake Allen as a tandem I would hope you wouldn't but now you've completely squandered your opportunity to get Charlie Lindgren some reps in some NHL games prior to the playoffs starting so you talk on forced errors. To me, they're piling up going into the playoffs as far as the goaltending is concerned. No, I agree. I agree completely. There, there, there's no way that uh, that Charlie Lindgren has a role. And, and listen, Charlie Lindgren is, 
is a free agent at the end of the year, and we hope that uh, he moves on to an organization <laughs> and gets a, a fresh start. Yes, we do. Uh, speaking of the Lindgren family, actually, uh, we should mention a big congratulations. There is a, a contract extension in the family. Uh, Charlie's brother, Ryan Lindgren, who we covered uh, during his USA hockey days when he played for, for the USA national team in the World Juniors, um, and uh, have covered him in his early days uh, in the New York Rangers organization. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, three-year contract extension with the New York Rangers. Uh, tremendous uh, news for him. Um, very, very happy to hear about that for him. Uh, three years, averaging about $3 million per year. It's actually and works out to $2 million the first year, $3 million the second year, $4 million the third year. Um, he has skated in 50, 51 games with the Rangers this season. He's got a goal and 15 assists with a plus 20 rating um, and was given the Players Player Award in 2021, which is given annually to the Ranger who, as selected by his teammates, quote, best exemplifies what it means to be a team player. Um Ryan Lindgren is doing great things. He's been tremendous paired with uh, Adam Fox uh, this season. The two of them are an exceptional defensive pairing. Um, we all know, and Charlie has said it himself many times, you know, Ryan doesn't take guff from anybody. He's a, he's a tough ca <laughs> character out there. He is not afraid to make his presence known, uh, but he's also a skilled defenseman as well. So um, from all of us, congratulations to Ryan Lindgren. Much deserved, uh, well-deserved contract extension. Brian's, I mean, to say he's physical is, is an understatement. It's an understatement. He's got a nasty edge to him. Yeah, he does. Um, but he's, he's uh, you know, he played on the top pairing with Adam Fox, and yeah. we saw Adam Fox uh, tweet about uh, the, the contract signing. He seems pretty happy about mm -hmm. it. And uh, no, I just congratulate. And, and I think this was one of the first pieces of business for brand new uh, Rangers president and general manager, Chris Drury. I think so. Uh, and so if that's going to be, if that's the start of, of his, uh, his, his work in that regard, then I'm all for it. I'm just going to leave that entire Rangers mess alone. <laughs> um, well, it was Jeff Gordon that brought, um, uh, Lindgren from the Bruins. That was, mm -hmm. that was the, the Rick Nash trade where he got a boatload, including, uh, Lindgren. Uh, so happy to see Lindgren not playing with the Boston. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Drafted by the Bruins, but uh, uh, moved to the Rangers. Yeah. Even as someone who lives in eastern Pennsylvania, covers the Flyer, and grew, grew up as a Flyers fan, I'd rather see him as a Ranger than as a Bruin. Um, that's saying something, let me tell you. Uh, so one last uh, note here uh, before we uh, head to our first commercial break, um, before we leave the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the 2021 Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy nominees are out, Rick, and um, were you surprised at all with the nominee for the Canadians this year? I was not. Um, Corey Perry is the nominee and, um, and, and, a, and a good choice. I, I think a very good choice. Uh, by the Hockey Writers Association. Absolutely. So good luck to Corey Perry. Um, we will we'll learn sooner rather than later uh, who's going to win that, but that is the Canadians 2021 nominee. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Laval Rocket. We've got an injury update. We've got um, 
another one, another player, uh, another top prospect actually going out for the rest of the season needing surgery. We've got another top prospect coming back into the lineup. We've got another prospect who's uh, shuffling around some responsibilities. Um, lots to, to lots to cover with Lavelle. So you don't want to miss a second of it. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone Montreal right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much for being here with us. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, and uh, be sure you're following us on Twitter, of course. Uh, you want to follow us at the AHL Report. That's where you'll find all of our uh live game coverage of the Laval Rocket, as well as uh, other AHL news and happenings and all sorts of things. So be sure you're following us at the AHL Report. Uh, so speaking of the AHL, uh, that is what this segment is about in terms of the Laval Rocket. And um, they are coming down the stretch here. They have they have clinched the division. Uh, they are the division champions of the Canadian division of the AHL for this year. It's a it's a tremendous com- accomplishment for for them, um, and they and they won that title handily. Um, they've they've had quite a, a, a successful run of things this season. Um, Joel Bouchard has had them pretty well prepared. He's had a pretty good stock of talent. Uh, to to coach and they have they've done a, a tremendous job. Uh, so they're coming down to their final five games of the season. All five games are against the Toronto Marlies. <laughs> uh, so this could get to be an interesting uh, week. Those five games are going to happen over the course of the next seven days. Uh, four game starting tonight, uh, Tuesday, they are going to play four games in five days. Uh, and both 
the, those four games consist of two separate back-to-backs with a seven o'clock and then a three o'clock start the next day. So it's going to be, uh, it's 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 not going to be an easy week, as Joel Bouchard told me uh, this morning in in today's uh, morning skate press conference. I asked him how he how he's going to to prepare his team for that kind of schedule this week: four games, five days, and and both less than a twenty four hour turnaround for each back to back. And he said, um, well, actually, in in pure Bouchard fashion, he said, uh, well, what's the best way to eat an elephant one bite at a time? He said, so that's essentially uh, what he has told his teams. He's not worried about tomorrow's game. He's not worried about the end of the week. Uh, he's worried about one game and one shift at a time and just get it done. Uh, so um, it's a real it, it's a real opportunity, depending on how he looks at it. And I know they want to go out. Um, they've had a successful season. They don't want to go out. Um, you know, losing a number of games, but it's a real opportunity for him with the games essentially being meaningless to make full use of of his roster and uh, give people some opportunities to see what they can do. Absolutely. Um, and the, he's been doing that. Um, because of the the slate of injuries we talked about last week in terms of, you know, Joel Teasdale's done for the season, Joe Blandizi's done for the season, Um He's got he's got a number. Michael Pozzetta's done for the season. Um, lots of guys coming out of the lineup, um, and so you know Alex Belzeal was called up to the taxi squad. He of course then also played uh, in in an NHL start. Uh, so Belzeal was gone. Um, Kale Fleury was still out of the lineup. Um, so it's it's not been an easy go of things in terms of his roster. Uh, and then last week, we also find out Ryan Paling is done for the season, needs to have wrist surgery. Um, Joel Bouchard wasn't um, willing to talk about length of time for recovery until basically they wanted to have the surgery first and get in there and see what exactly they were dealing with. Then they'll be able to to have a better idea of what his his length of time for recovery should be. But he should be okay, I would imagine, for training camp in the fall. Um, probably best for them to get it out of the way now, so he can start rehabbing the wrist. Um, but as as Bouchard said, you know, I asked him about it, and and I said, you know, how difficult is this? particularly given the strong season that Paling's had. Paling has had probably his best season since he's turned pro. Um, and the unfortunate part is, Rick, that um, Paling is is one of those that, you know, could he have, depending on how, you know, they, they worked, call-ups or emergency call-ups, could Paling have been one of the ones that maybe got to come up and have a look um, for the playoffs, perhaps? Um, he's been playing strongly enough, Um would love to see him out there instead of, oh, I don't know, Phil Deneau. Um, <laughs> take that any day of the week. But it's it's a it's an unfortunate loss for Ryan Paling, and it's an unfortunate way to to end his season after he's had such a such a really, really tremendously good season of development. And and he really um that would have been a real boost to his confidence yeah. uh, to get that call up. Um, has has there ever been a least deserved recall than Alex Belzeal this year? Oh I can't I can't think of one. Uh, and it's not and, against Alex Belzeal. It's well, just it's it's the hockey management of it. 
Yeah, it's just the signal that it sends and what the organization uh, prioritizes, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know none of it is none of of the the circumstances surrounding his recall, um, based on his dozen games or so that he played the, this season. Um, you know, there are there are there ten more deserving? Are there twenty more deserving candidates? Mm. Uh, well, maybe not with uh, the injuries, but uh, it, it w- it's 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 really it really has to be discouraging for uh, the prospects um, as uh, many who've had uh, such good seasons. Um, you could have called Vedamo up. You could have called. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> you could have called Vedamo up. Absolutely. Uh, Vedamo is another one who has played very strongly. In fact, um, you know, he's he's when he plays tonight uh, for the second game in a row, he's going to have um, it's going to have a different look to his line. It'll be him and Jake Lucchini and Josh Brook. No, I did not make a mistake there. Uh, Josh Brook um, came uh, last last game. Joel Bouchard was rolling with uh, 7D. Uh, and in, to start the second period, they went down pretty early. In fact, the, the Laval Rocket have lost their last two games, which that's not something we've seen a lot of uh, this season. It's kind of indicative of, of of how depleted Joel Bouchard's roster is. They're kind of struggling to, to, to put things together um, with the lines looking so completely different right now. Um, and so he went with 7D. That didn't go so well for the first period. Uh, and so second period... They come out, and Josh Brook is now in a forward role, uh, and frankly, did okay. Uh, ended up with an assist <laughs> by the end of the night. Uh, Joel Bouchard jokingly said to me today, uh, "Well, he was actually one of my better forwards uh, in that game." So he talked to Josh Brook, and they've decided that they're going to do it again tonight, uh, and he's going to play on a line with uh, Luke Vedemo and uh, Jake Lucchini. So. And it's not the first time Josh Brook got into a game as a forward last season mm-hmm. um, when, when he was uh, struggling. Uh, yeah. It was an idea that that um, Bouchard had to to give him a bit of a, a, a something different, uh, a boost, and and uh, just go out there and play. And uh, it it helped him apparently the rest of the season. And he he didn't look out of place uh, in the last game. We'll see how he does tonight. Um, in the last game, they were playing the Belleville Senators. The Toronto Marlies are a whole different beast. Um, and so even though there is no longer a fight for the division championship or anything like that, there's nothing to play for really on the line. These last five games don't mean much except uh, guys are fighting for contracts for next year. Guys are fighting for their NHL clubs to take notice of them for next year. Um, You know, Toronto is also in the playoffs. Guys are going to be looking for call-ups, you know, those kinds of things. So, so they're going to be trying to impress just as well. So we'll see how Josh Brook does tonight uh, starting as a forward. Um, one last note should mention Kale Flory will be back in the lineup tonight, finally coming back from his injury, which is a, a tremendous piece of news. Uh, will be good to see Kale Flory healthy and back in the lineup tonight. He's played just 18 games this year. Um, yeah. He needs uh, he needs the reps, so good to see him back. Absolutely. So we will uh, we'll keep you posted. My colleague Chris G will have the coverage at the AHL Report. 
including the post-game recap and post-game interviews tonight. Uh, so be sure you're following along. I will then have uh, tomorrow's matinee game is at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. I'll have that coverage for you at the AHL report. Uh, and then Chris will take you through the weekend. Uh, Thursday, uh Sorry, excuse me, Friday and Saturday and Monday, the final three games of the Laval Rockets season. So you don't want to miss a minute of it. Be sure you are following at the AHL Report. Uh, with that, we are going to take one last break. When we come back, we've got, oh, 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 we've got some things to talk about around the AHL. Vancouver shaking it up. New Jersey shaking it up. Islanders shaking it up. There's so many things happening in the AHL right now. We'll catch you up on all of it right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com the Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. One more time, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, and I know we gave you some social media contacts in prior segments, but also let me tell you to follow us on Twitter for this podcast. You can follow us at the press zone. So be sure you're doing that. You can also find me at Flyers Rule and you can find Rick at all Habs on Twitter. Now, in this segment, we go around the AHL, and who boy, there has been uh, plenty um, of news happening uh, in the past week or so. But first, before we get to that, 
we never fail to introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week. Uh, and this week, it is a, uh, a kind of a familiar name uh, for the Ontario Reign. It is forward Alex Turcott. Um, three goals and three assists in the three games he played for the Reign last week, including his first pro hat trick. Um, tremendous, um, tremendous uh, week for the uh, former first round draft pick. Uh, just drafted a couple of years ago by L.A., fifth overall. Um, so far this season, he's got six goals and 15 assists in, in the 31 games played. So the 20-year-old is uh, is doing all right, Rick. He's uh, usually known as more of a, an, an exceptional uh, playmaker. But mm-hmm. uh, as you said, he, uh, he's he got a great shot. So he, he also ended up with a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, we know him from uh, University of Wisconsin, and uh, and there's also a family connection there. His dad, Alfie Turcotte, uh, was also a first-round pick. Um, but uh, making making an impression, and he's had a, a real good season, uh, 21 points in 31 games for the Ontario Reign this season. Absolutely. The interesting thing in the, uh, the AHL press release about it, so he scored that first pro hat trick on Sunday. Uh, that ended up being the third consecutive game in which a rain, an Ontario Rain skater scored a hat trick. They had hat tricks in three right. consecutive games. That's pretty impressive. Very. <laughs> uh, so congratulations to Alex Turcott. Um, only going up from there. I think he's going to be a pretty exceptional uh, young player. So now we get to all of the drama of the last week. Um, Things are shaking up. The AHL is going to look different next year. There's just no two ways about it. Um, And these these first two pieces of news are things that we kind of knew were coming, but the announcements then officially got made. And I think the announcements probably got made sooner than was expected because so much of it was leaking and speculation and all of those types of things. So the first uh, the first thing that came out was the Vancouver Canucks making the official announcement that they are confirming their intent to move their AHL franchise out of Utica starting next season and move it to Abbotsford, British Columbia. Um, Abbotsford, of course, used to be the home of the former AHL team, the Abbotsford Heat, which is now the Stockton Heat. Um, Flames affiliate. The Flames affiliate. Uh, so Vancouver, you know, we we talked about this a couple of years ago, Rick, here on the podcast of as teams started to, to follow this trend of moving their AHL affiliates geographically closer to the NHL parent club to make um, transactions a, a little easier would Vancouver pull the trigger on that? And at the time, the answer was no. They signed like a six-year contract extension uh, with with the affiliation in Utica. But the end of this season is the beginning of their opt-out in that contract. And it looks like they partic- – I, I, my guess is that the COVID – uh, situation and pandemic and quarantining and travel protocols is probably what really kind of sealed the deal on this one and really pushed them to to say, okay, we're we're going to pull out of Utica. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely right. That uh, the distance was was an issue, but the trade off was uh, the Vancouver uh, management all, always said that the um, competitive environment um, of the of of having their affiliate in the East uh, they liked, and also the um, the hockey atmosphere because uh, Utica is a great great hockey town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 liked all of that for the development of their prospects. Uh, but uh, yeah, they were having to loan out uh, their prospects uh, this season uh, so that they could stay on the Canadian side of the border. And I think that um, that it just um, you know, given that that uh, we don't know if it, what's going to happen in the future, uh, it makes sense for their affiliate to be on the Canadian side of the border. Absolutely. So they will play at the Abbotsford Center uh, in Abbotsford, BC. They will not be the Abbotsford Comets. Uh, the Comets name uh, is trademarked by Robert Esch, who is the owner of the Utica AHL team. Uh, so he will retain those rights. So that means that the Abbotsford AHL team will have a new name, a new logo, a new look, um, and they will play in the Pacific Division. Um, so where does that leave Utica, you ask? Well, funny you should ask that because not long after that the devils made the new jersey devils made their own announcement that uh, they confirmed that they would indeed be relocating their franchise out of binghamton new york and moving to utica so uh with the utica with robert esch retaining the trademark rights for the comments it is likely that the that the utica comets will remain uh, but it will be a devil's organization now, not a Vancouver one. Um, and I think Rick, they're going to need a new paint job inside the arena. So comets are now red. Maybe that's more appropriate. Streaking <laughs> comets are red rather than green. And that's fine. Uh, Robert Ash, uh, we remember covering all his bases. Yes, he owns the trademark for the comets, but he also took out one on, uh, the devils, the Utica devils, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and secured some websites just in case. Uh, and that's kind of where the leaking start, where we got first inkling that there was going to be some movement in the AHL. And finally, as you said, confirmed, uh, this past week. That's right. So whether they, they're the Utica comets or they go back to being the Utica devils, keep in mind, uh, New Jersey was, uh, did have their affiliate in Utica, before Vancouver was there and they were the Utica Devils. So they could go back to that, um, but he has the option to keep them as the Comets as well. We'll see how all of that pans out. Uh, This is a 10-year partnership. Uh, So this is certainly um, both sides looking for a long-term commitment to the city. Uh, This is all very good news for uh, the, the Utica the fans of hockey in Utica, as you say, it's a strong hockey community. Um, this isn't good news for Binghamton's fans, who are also very dedicated. Um, it's a smaller arena. Um, you know, it's it leaves things very up in the air. You know, what, what does this mean for uh, the staff of the Binghamton Devils? Um, you know, we think of our, our, our friend Rob Lapolis, who is the broadcaster and media manager there. You know, what? We imagine that some of those folks will will move to Utica uh, along with the franchise, but at this point, all of that is a big question mark. Um, and in, from what we understand from rumors circulating is that uh, for now, for next season, 
Uh, Binghamton is possibly in talks with the ECHL on trying to bring a franchise to Binghamton so that they do have some sort of hockey um, at the arena next year. But we just don't know yet. And we remember it, it's, it's not so long ago that uh, Binghamton, as an AHL franchise, were they were the Binghamton Senators. Senators. Then mm-hmm. Binghamton, or the Senators, went to Belleville. Uh, the Albany Devils, uh, the Devils came to Binghamton. So every offseason there, there is this game of musical chairs, the music stops, and somebody is left without a team in this uh, this season. It's uh, the city of Binghamton. It is. Uh, it's, it's an unfortunate situation for Binghamton. They apparently did not know any of this was happening. Uh, and from from management of the the Binghamton Devils organization, it sounds to them that they feel that the the rug was pulled out from underneath them a little bit, uh, that they weren't involved in the conversation at all, uh, which is is an unfortunate part of the business. Um, but for the city of Utica, it'll be interesting to see uh, New Jersey take up residence there and uh, a whole new franchise starting back up in Abbots in Abbotsford. Um, and if you're a New York Islanders fan or a Bridgeport Sound Tigers fan, uh, you better get used to not calling them the Bridgeport Sound Tigers anymore because they've decided that um, this is the year they're just going to totally reinvent themselves. So the Bridgeport Sound Tigers are no more. Could there have been a longer tease for this? Yeah, they really they really <laughs> milked this on social media. Oh, my goodness. Um, they're now the dun, 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 Bridgeport Islanders. So the Captain Highliner un- uniforms. You could probably still use it. I don't know. No. Uh, so the New York Islanders now have an Islanders AHL affiliate. It's a little weird because the last time I checked, Connecticut's not an island. Mm. So I'm not... I, I, don't, I don't really know why this was a necessary move. Um, what's most unfortunate to me is their logo design. Yeah, not Captain Highliner. It is. I'm sorry, but it is bad. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the Islanders color, colors. It's the blue and the orange and the, and the, and the white. But it's just, it's a B with a cir- in front of a circle. And the the long left side of the B is the is a hockey stick, and it's it looks like I don't know it looks like someone it looks like did the did they did like a community logo contest, and this is what the local yeah it's it's I don't know it's, it's just it's, it's juvenile it it really is it's, I, I don't like it you look for the long edge and you stick in a hockey stick uh, in in whatever the name of your team is it's it's. As as much of the uh, criticism was online, um, you know, the, the, they said that beer league teams have better logos than this. It was it's it's a really amateurish kind of uh, effort um, for the logo. But here's what the Islanders have to say: the new Bridgeport Islanders logo features an iconic mark for the team's future. The strong letter B recognizes the great city of Bridgeport. The, par- the stick, which forms the letter B, has the parent New York logo as the tape on the blade. A subtle nod to the affiliation between the two clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ha- they said, you know, um, Chris Lamorello, who is the Bridgeport GM and the New York Islanders 
assistant GM says having the Islanders name associated with Bridgeport creates a stronger tie between the NHL team and the top development team. Every time a player puts on the Bridgeport uniform, he will be putting on the identical uniform the NHL team wears, except for the new logo. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting. What I find, um, a bit silly is if you try to go to the Bridgeport Sound Tigers website, it's gone. You can't. It's not there. It's like 404 not found. I don't know that they have done the Bridgeport Islanders website yet. So right now, Bridgeport, I don't think, this could be wrong since I checked it 48 hours ago, but right now, last time I checked, they don't have a website. Um, The other thing is that instead of taking the Bridgeport Sound Tigers Twitter account and all of their followers and just changing the handle, they created a whole new Twitter account. So they're starting over again, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little backwards. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. We'll see how that works out for them. Yeah, Uh, BridgeportIslanders.com. Oh, is it there? Um, Forwards to WeAreAllIslanders.com. Ah, they see they've changed that in the last forty-eight hours. But so it means that the website is under under development. So. Like I apply, why not just wait till you have everything done later this summer and just unveil everything and have your website ready to go and just transfer your social media accounts so that you don't lose your follow. Like, I don't know. It makes me scratch my head sometimes. I don't know. That's, um, I think that's all of the AHL news that we have. I think it's enough for one week. Um, we do have a, a tremendous feel-good finale, though. We talked about hat tricks uh, with Alex Turcott. Hat tricks are pretty special, especially when it's when it's your first one. Uh, and recently, Tim Stutzla, the tremendous, phenomenal uh, prospect for the Ottawa Senators, uh, he recorded his first hat trick in the NHL recently. But of course, in Canada, there are no spectators in the building. Uh, and so, you know, there's been, you know, Cole Caulfield had his first NHL goal and there's no spectators in the building. You know, there, there's all, there's been plenty of firsts for guys in the NHL, particularly in Canada this season, uh, who have had their first, you know, whatever category it is happen without any fans in the building, which, which is just an unfortunate side effect of, of the COVID-19 pandemic. But, uh, Senators fans in Ottawa did not want Tim Stutzla to feel, um, underappreciated or miss out on things at all. And so there is a video circulating on social media. Brady Kachuk was actually, I I think they roomed together, uh, was in on it and, and apparently told Stutzla, um, the, the, the kids from the neighborhood are want to do something. Well, the video is tremendous. There's a, there's (laughs) Tim Stutzla comes out of his second, the back, his second, I guess on the second floor of their, of their, condo has a deck on the back and so he comes out and stands on the deck and there's a big wooden fence in their backyard and on the other side of the fence as i don't know 15 local neighborhood kids hiding behind the fence and all of a sudden they all start chucking like 50 hats over the fence 
right. And they just they must have had just bags and bags full of hats, all of these senators fans and a bunch of kids. And they're just chucking hats over the fence and over the fence. And you can see Stutzla laughing his head off and just giving them the thumbs up. They did not want Tim Stutzla to not have a true first hat trick. So they came to his house and they gave him his hat trick celebration. Which is pretty fun. Uh, no, they might regret putting his address out there. But but <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in the what? it was in the backyard, so you okay, couldn't see right. what uh, you couldn't see what house number. That's really nice. I think it's pretty fun. I think it's pretty fun, and good for those uh, senators fans. Uh, he certainly won't forget that. That's for sure. Um, we don't want you to forget one single episode of the press zone. So Rick, the easiest way for people to do that is if they subscribe to the show, what is the fastest way for them to do that? Subscribe, hit the subscribe link on whatever podcast app is your favorite and the one you're uh, listening to this podcast on, or if you're listening on, uh, our player, uh, it also has a uh, subscribe button. Just use that and you'll receive all of, uh, uh, the, the episodes as they're released. Absolutely. We're here every Tuesday. We don't want you to ever miss an episode of the press zone. And, uh, of course, if you do, just head over to thepresszone.fm and you can go back. That's our full archive. If you miss an interview, a special guest, or if there's you just forgot to go listen to an episode, you can go back and do it there. We encourage you to do that. And we encourage you to join us again next Tuesday for another excellent episode of The Press Zone. It's, uh, it's going to be, uh, gosh, the AHL season will be wrapping up. The NHL season will be getting their playoffs underway. So we'll have plenty to talk about. We'll see you back here again next week. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.